Welcome to another episode of The Case Files of Eddie James, the exciting new show within a show that gives you, the listener, both a thrilling mystery and a peek into the world behind the scenes. Brought to you by Bizzo Soap, the versatile soap that can't be beat for dishes, gets your white laundry sparkling white, and yet is gentle enough for washing your hands and face. One soap for so many uses, which saves the savvy housewife time and money. Bizzo Soap for the Bizzo Busy Woman. It's another busy day at KTMQ, the radio studio that is the home of The Case Files of Eddie James. The cast of that show and its head writer, Roberta, are in the canteen grabbing a quick lunch before recording. They're in a bit of a dither thanks to an announcement recently made by the studio. Oh, come on. It won't be that bad. It really won't. And I'm saying that as one who won't make it through the first round. Well, I'll be there with you, hopefully. Even if we aren't, I'll make sure I'm there to cheer you on. I think it will be quite enjoyable myself. I will put my heart and soul into it, of course, but I am quite confident that I will be one of the ones chosen. (laughs) Ah, this time I gotta call you bluff. I've heard you sing and you ain't that hot. Millie, you, on the other hand, will nail it. Thanks, guys. Oh, but it will be that bad, Roberta. You're better than you think, Phil. Thanks, but that might make it worse, Lorraine. Uh, You probably will be, Russell. And I sincerely doubt that, Barney. But thanks for the vote of confidence. If it wasn't mandatory for all actors, I I wouldn't even do it. Hi, everyone. Millie, why do you look so panicked? Hey, Clint, grab a seat. She's worried about the singing auditions. Singing auditions? That's right, you've been out of town. The powers that be decided they want to know what other talents people possess. So they're having all the actors audition in different areas, starting with singing. Before you say it, Clint, of course they could have asked our agents or gotten our credits, but they want to hear for themselves. I am willing to wager that you are quite proficient with melodies and harmonies, Mr. Arthur. As a matter of fact, I've done a few musicals, both on Broadway and Summerstock. So why are you so nervous, Millie? I don't know. I like to sing, but I can only do it by myself. I get in front of people and I just freeze. The ones you're auditioning for ain't people, they're employers. You'd never see the people you actually perform for, remember? Yeah, I remember, but I still... Oh, I have an idea. Why don't you sing for us, up in the studio? Uh, John and CJ are already there, so I know it's available. Okay, fine. Don't blame me if your ears hurt afterward, though. Yeah, we can do this, if you're quick. We need to start recording soon. Thanks, CJ. Any chance you could record it? Uh... Go on. If there is any cost incurred, I will cover it. Okay, then. Thanks, John. That was very nice of you. Just contributing to the family, so to speak. I understand the situation. You will never ever find me behind a microphone for the same reason. What are you going to sing for the audition, Millie? Well, I have no idea. I haven't even thought about it. I'd go with a number from a musical like uh, South Pacific or Carousel or even that brand new show, Guys and Dolls. Ooh, I think Oklahoma would be just the thing. You'd be a perfect lorry, Millie. Really? Well, that's one show I'm familiar with. I don't know. I don't know if I can do this, you guys. How about 
I do a duet with you. I played Curtin. You can look at me while you sing. Play the part. Okay. Thanks. Poor Millie. I never seen anyone so afraid of something so simple. She's usually one trying to calm us down. She's always wanted to be a singer, but she's never had the confidence. She thinks if she blows this audition, any chance of a singing career is over. Keep that under your hat, please. I solemnly pledge that my lips are sealed shut. She told you all that? You guys have gotten to be good friends. Yeah, we have. Being kidnapped together kind of made us sisters, you know? Ah, it was an adventure that brought us all closer, I believe. And I'm glad of it. You're all dear compadres in my book. Ah, thanks, Russell. You were right about Clint, by the way. He has a great voice. Yeah, so does Millie. She ain't got a thing to worry about. Yeah, except be maybe being so good that she gets picked and has to do this on a regular basis. That would be hard for her. So we'll just have to be there for her, right, guys? Right. Right. I betcha. Absolutely. Right? Uh, oh, it was okay then? Okay. It was great. You had a voice of an angel. You too, Clint. Thanks. I wholeheartedly agree. Well done, Miss Johnson and Mr. Arthur. I third that. It was beautiful, Millie. You already know what I think, kid. Good job, Clint. It was really wonderful. Really. Now we need to record a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> the gloomy goss is correct in both counts. Very well done, Millie. And Clint. Everyone to their microphones, please. I've left the proper scripts on the stands. The lady in Spain stays mainly on the plane. The plane don't take off until it's ten past Ready? Marking now. The case files of Eddie James, the props and costume case in three, two, one... The city is a lonely place. I know. I walk its streets. I'm Eddie James. Being a lonely man in that lonely city gives me a chance to see things other people miss. And that makes me a good detective. Walk with me and see for yourself. A good assistant follows directions and gets the job done. A great assistant knows what you need before you do and has it for you by the time the thought hits your head. A great assistant is really your equal and deserves the chance to prove that. Like a baby bird, it may take a couple of wobbly flights to get the hang of soloing, but they'll get it. They're great, after all. I'll remember Susie's first solo case for the rest of my life. She wobbled a lot, but it wasn't really her fault. I handed her a case that was a real humdinger. Didn't seem like that at first. At first, it just seemed like an annoyance at worst, a time waster at best, all done up in an impeccable double-breasted gray suit and monocle of all things. The perfect first solo case for my great assistant, I thought. I had no idea that before it was solved, it would include retribution, kidnapping, and murder. Jin. That's 25 points plus, what, what do you have? Ooh. 25 plus your 40 points of Deadwood is, um, 65. <sighs> How much do I owe you now? If we were playing for real money, $479.52. <laughs> I'd settle for my regular pay, though. 
My landlord is about to get very terse with me. I'm sorry, it's just been so slow. How much do you need? Eighty-five bucks. I'm about to be two months behind. I should be able to dig that up for you... somewhere. Or maybe it just walked in the door. <clears throat> Hello. Good afternoon. Dear me, you really are Hitty James, aren't you? I really am. Sorry, I'm such a disappointment. Oh, you're not, per se. It's just that you're so unfortunately stereotypical, style-wise. Only a detective would wear mustard yellow and puce polka dots with blue windowpane plaid. A detective or a vaudeville comedian? This tie was a gift from my mother, who just so happens to be a very funny woman. To answer your question, yes, I am Eddie James, and this is my sidekick, Susie Beck. I am as good as I am stereotypical, which is why you chose me over another Seamus. So what can we do for you? You can apprehend the person or persons who have been breaking into my shop. The first time was irritating, but now it's happened three times and I've really had enough. They don't even take anything. Do you know what that means? It could mean a few things. At the very least, I'm guessing it means you have to replace windows or door locks. Could be that you don't have anything worth stealing. Only the thief doesn't believe that and keeps coming back to be sure. Or it could mean you just haven't figured out what was stolen yet. Oh, dear. I haven't thought of that last one. Well, that's why I'm the detective and... You're? Oh, right. My name is Jacob Farrow. I own Modern Couture. It's a woman's fashion boutique on Sunset Boulevard. Ever been there, Susie? Can't say that I have. I'm a May Company girl, and occasionally at the Broadway. You do look rather common, though well put together. My creations are all made by hand, and many of those are one of a kind. Most are reasonably priced, however. It is my goal in life to properly outfit all women even those on a budget. And all of those creations are still in the store? Well, the ones that are supposed to be, yes. I have sold quite a few, of course, in the week or so since these attacks started. Modern couture dresses and suits are highly sought after. But not stolen. Mr. Farrow, I don't see how I could really do anything for you. <coughs> Eddie, rent? Uh... <clears throat> as as I'm not a fashion aficionado, but I think Miss Beck here could. She definitely knows the difference between an ascot and a patch pocket. I would certainly hope even you would. Are you a real detective, Miss Beck? I have a license, if that's what you mean, and I've worked with Eddie for five years. You will do then, I suppose. I imagine this will take a minimum of two days. Here is $100 for a retainer. I expect you to spend some of that purchasing a decent ensemble. I cannot have common attire in my shop. Do you have any employees? I have one regular employee, my salesgirl, Melody Sharp. I also hire models on occasion, but they don't come in on a daily basis. I don't suspect Melody of anything, if that's what you're getting at. She's a hard worker and very loyal to me. Does she know about the break-ins? Well, no. I haven't told anyone but the two of you. It just all seems so... Preposterous. Too ridiculous to mention. But I do want it stopped. Understood. I think the best way to start would be for me to come to the shop as a customer. I can get a good look around without anyone being the wiser. The person doing this may be from a neighboring business. Maybe it's a prank. And we wouldn't want them to catch on that you've hired a detective. We could always prank them back if I determine that's what's going on. Oh, you are good, Miss Beck. 
and you can purchase your required attire from me. I think I know the perfect dress, too. You love it, guaranteed. It's sea foam, the same hue as your eyes. Lovely color, that. Very stylish. Thanks. I'll tell my parents they're stylish, too. They gave them to me, after all. Go back to the shop. I'll come by in a little while so no one can make the connection between us. Very good. You're really giving me a case to handle on my own? Sure, why not? You know what to do. It's about time you took over cases. We could double our business that way. <laughs> not to mention you could dump the cases you don't like on me, like this one. Is it just Jacob Farrow you don't like, or the whole thing? Neither one. I'm actually curious to find out why someone is breaking into a dress shop without stealing anything, if that's what's actually happening. Just do us both a favor and wrap it up by tomorrow. This guy won't pay more than the retainer, guaranteed. I don't think it'll take more than an afternoon, but I'll stretch it out a bit so he thinks he got his money's worth. That's the way. Let me know what you come up with. The way I saw it, Susie would go in, take a look around, and realize the guy had left the door unlocked by accident. She'd give him a few pointers on how to deter theft, then close the case. I didn't have time to think about other possible scenarios, because our second client of the day walked in less than half an hour after she left. He had a case that was a little more complicated, and a lot less fashion conscious. So much for the case, Trout. Uh, I beg your pardon? Sorry, just thinking out loud. If you're looking for Eddie James, you found him. Oh, that's uh, exactly who I was looking for. I need to hire you, Mr. James. My name is Bertrand Marsh. I am the executive manager of the Royal Office Building on Sunset Boulevard. The Royal? That's, uh, that's the building that's been in a bunch of scary movies because it looks like a castle. <laughs> Boys like the gargoyles and the arched windows. Yes, that's the building. The interior isn't nearly as interesting. Just a bunch of offices. Uh, typical Hollywood, all facade. So, what can I do for you? We've had a bunch of break-ins in the past couple of weeks. It looks like the work of pranksters from the outside. Things like staplers and hole punches seem to be the only things taken. So far. The thief has left notes warning he'll do worse. Here's one of the notes. Uh, the old cut-out magazine letter trick, huh? Uh, this time it's a stapler, next time it will be a secret. You have been warned. Hmm. Was this sprayed with perfume? Uh, it was wrapped around a gardenia. Whoever is doing this has broken into three offices so far and left similar messages in each. And the cops don't want to bother tracking down an office supplies thief. Oh, it's a bit more than that, Mr. James. Most of my tenants are lawyers or agents of movie stars. I, we, worry that the secrets referred to in the notes are confidential files. There are secrets in those offices that could shake all of Hollywood if they got into the wrong hands. One of the more prominent tenants had me put special locks on his door after the first break-in. And he was broken into next. Now he's threatening to break his lease and leave. I'm afraid others will follow suit. We can't afford that, for many reasons. I, I can't involve the police because all of these secrets will get out and no one will rent from us again. Besides, the police will only come in after something's happened and 
that would be too late. I want to hire you to get to the bottom of this and stop it before something catastrophic happens. Money is no object. Will you help? Yeah, I think I can clear my desk for you. Go back to your office. I'll be right behind you. I want to see this layout for myself. Oh, thank you, Mr. James. Uh, here's a hundred dollars to get this started. I'll let the tenants know you're on the case. Hopefully that'll be enough to stave off any exits. Hopefully. Good afternoon. Welcome to Modern Couture. How may I help you? Good afternoon. I'm starting a new job and I'd like to get a new dress for it. I see. Do you have anything specific in mind? Style or color? Mm, not really. I thought I'd look around for inspiration. Certainly. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. Thanks. I probably will have questions. Mm, no suits. My new boss doesn't like them. No bright colors either. Though, this dress is a bit too drab, don't you think? Mm, for your age and coloring? Yes. I would say you should avoid that whole rack. The dresses there are for more mature women. Miss Sharp, I... Oh, you have a customer. Good afternoon. I'm Jacob Farrow, the proprietor of this establishment. Good afternoon. You are in quite capable hands with Miss Sharp here, but I'm also available to answer any questions you might have. Thanks. It's nice to be so well taken care of, especially as I don't seem to be good at making selections on my own. <laughs> now I see how these dresses are definitely not for me. Oh. You accept returns. That's very good to know. Actually, we don't, except under certain circumstances. What made you think we did? Oh, because this fell out of the pocket of this dress, or at least I thought it did. Oh, silly me. It's mine. It fell out of my own pocket. I'm getting into more trouble by the minute. Miss Sharp, help? <laughs> of course. Step this way. I think you'll find the water's a little safer. Mr. Farrow? I was thinking the Marquesa in Seafoam. Just what I was thinking. I don't think I'm needed here after all. I'll be in the office should you wish an audience to model for. Good day. He seems like a nice man. He is. And very talented. I honestly like everything he creates. Take this dress, for example. The slightly off-the-shoulder neckline is very flattering and yet acceptable for the office. And the color not only matches your eyes, but it's a very popular color this year. It is a beautiful color, and the price is certainly reasonable. I'd expect to pay at least $30 for this at a department store. $14.98 feels like a steal. I'm glad it's in my size. Are all of these dresses one of a kind? No. This is the only dress in this style in this color, but the style comes in several colors. Oh, that explains it then. I thought sure I'd seen that gray dress I was looking at earlier somewhere before. Uh, uh, oh, that dress? Oh, that isn't possible. Mr. Farrow just created that piece. I don't think anyone has even tried it on yet. Huh, but I was so sure. It's the apple buttons. They're what really caught my eye. Oh, well, those are mass-produced. You must have seen them on another dress. I must have. It's not important anyway, is it? I should make sure this dress fits. Do you have a dressing room? Of course. Right here. Please, take your time. She knows something, I'm sure of it. 
I have to figure out a way to get her to tell me. Now, what exactly did I find in that pocket? Well, that's weird. They're gardenia petals. There aren't any in the pockets of this dress, so they can't be a trademark of the shop or anything. That someone broke in and put gardenia petals in the pockets of dresses makes no sense. Something else is going on. I need to give it a good think. While Susie tried on dresses, I tried on a few potential suspects. Everyone I met at the Royal Building was shady. It was like questioning a bunch of lamps. Of course, their business was secrets, the secrets of their clients. It's going to be up to me to figure out if those were the only secrets they were keeping. The first person I met wasn't a tenant, though. It was Mrs. Bertrand Marsh. That she was married wouldn't stop me from dreaming about her long legs, the way her cream suit fit her curves just right, and the dark eyes that snapped fire. Especially when she bumped into me by accident. Wait for the people to get off the elevator before you get on. I was, actually. If you'll notice, I'm a good five feet from the door. So you are. Hmm. You're a few other things, too. You must be one of Jeff's clients. If you're not, you sure should be. You talk as good as you look. I'm afraid I don't know it, Jeff. Agent, I take it? Yours? <laughs> oh, no, not me. I'm just, unfortunately, a wife of a businessman. Unfortunately? You mean, you don't like your husband? I like him fine. Let's just say the home view doesn't compare to the view I have now. Are you married? Very. Too bad. Or is it just as well? I don't think I should answer that question. I don't know that you should either. It could get us both in a lot of trouble. So if you're not here to meet your agent, then why are you here? To meet a client. Your husband, I have a feeling. You are Mrs. Marsh, aren't you? And you're a complete package. Looks and brains. Yes, I'm Mrs. Marsh. Feel free to call me Leona. And you are? Eddie James. Uh, he's the private detective I hired, Leona. Eddie James is the best in town. He'll get whoever's doing this. <laughs> That's my husband. Nothing but the best for him. I hope you do catch the jerk, Mr. Detective. What are you doing here, Leona? You're not like you to visit during the day. Just doing my wifely duties. You left your attaché at home. Here you are. Oh, how nice of you. You are such a wonderful wife. Let me treat you to lunch. I, I just need to have a little meeting with Mr. James and the tenants first. Uh, I told everyone to come to the meeting room, which is uh, just over here, Mr. James. They should all be there already. Uh, Leona, you're welcome to wait for me in my office. Oh, no, I'll tag along. I want to see how a detective works. Uh, Marvy, you're welcome to join us. Thanks, but as the newsstand hasn't been hit, I'll stay here and keep an eye on things for you. Thank you for that. Thank you all for coming. I, I wanted to assure all of you that I have taken the illegal activity that's been happening here very seriously, and I have taken steps to end it. This is Eddie James. He's not just a detective, he's the very best in Los Angeles. He's agreed to help us find the culprit. Good. Jeff Singer here. I'm an agent to some of the top stars in Hollywood. I need you to apprehend this larcenist immediately. That's what I'm here for. 
When were you broken into, Mr. Singer? Uh, the night before last. Right after I had the deadbolts installed. Guaranteed to keep thieves out, they said. Ah! Hmm. What do they take? That's the most annoying part. Just a stapler and a small vase Miss Perkins had on her desk. But they left a letter that threatened to return and steal important items. I represent some of the biggest names in Hollywood, Mr. James, and some of their contracts contain clauses that the public must never see. I cannot afford for even one of those clauses to be exposed. It would ruin both my client and my reputation. Here's the letter. Huh. Just like the one Mr. Marsh showed me earlier. So the thief stole items from your receptionist's desk. Did he get into your personal office? I don't think so. Nothing has been disturbed on my desk and the files were just the way I left them. If I were you, I'd put a different lock on your door and hold off giving a copy to anyone for a couple of days. That should make it harder for the bad guys. I like the way you think, James. I'll do just that. Here's my card in case you think of anything else. Yeah, good. Here's my card. The second number is my home number. You... You have an excellent jawline, Mr. James. Ever think about being in the movies? I know a couple of directors who would love to have that jawline in their films. Thanks, but uh, no thanks. This jaw is enough work just staying out of the way of right hooks. Anyone else want to share their story? Yeah, I'm Don Herbert. I own Tinseltown Properties. So what is it that you do, Mr. Herbert? Uh, real estate? No, movie props. I ran on all kinds of props to the studios, from gold crowns to guillotines. Uh, most of my inventory is in a warehouse in Burbank, but the smaller stuff I keep in the office, uh, like this. Wow. Is that the actual emerald idol from the lost treasure of Island of Death? It sure is. It's actually glass, of course, but with the right lighting, it looks real. <laughs> I'll say. That's be worth a lot, just being from a popular movie. Yet it wasn't stolen. It wasn't in plain view when the robbers broke in. I just took it out today to loan to a different movie. This time it'll just be a trinket on a rich lady's dresser. So what was taken? Nothing of value. J just an ashtray and a box of paper fasteners. They left this, though. Uh, same note Mr. Singer received. Only mentioning the ashtray instead of a stapler. Another gardenia, too. Yeah, I didn't get that. Maybe it's a woman doing this. Maybe. Or maybe the flowers are included to throw us off the scent, so to speak. I don't suppose anyone dusted for prints. No, sorry. As I mentioned earlier, the police weren't called because nothing valuable was taken. There's not much here to go on, is there? No, but there's enough to give me food for thought. I've just had a thought. You should question the cleaning ladies. They're here every night. Real old-fashioned charwoman. I swear they spend more time talking than cleaning, at least when I've seen them. But they might have noticed something. I, uh, I thought of that and asked them already. They haven't seen a thing. Ah, oh, too bad. Maybe I'll speak with them anyway, try to jog their memories. Oh, I think that's a good idea. I'll give you keys so you can come into the building at will. Good. Anything else, Mr. Herbert? I just thought I really want this guy, or girl, caught, and soon. I can't afford to lose any of my stuff. I don't want to move out of this building. I like it here. But I will move if I don't think I'm safe. No need to move. I think I'll have it wrapped up pretty quickly. Anyone else have a story, one that's different than what's just been said? Uh, Certainly know. not. 
That's it, then. Thank you all for coming. Uh, I'll provide updates as they're available. Mr. Herbert, may I see that idol? I've always wondered what it looked like up close. Uh, sure. Well, I'm going up to my office, dear. Uh, come up when you're ready. How about you come down when you're ready and save me the trip? As you wish. Mr. James, please feel free to inspect anything you'd like in the building. I should be back in my office in a couple of hours, uh, should you have any questions. Okay. I think I'll start with the newsstand lady. Oh, excellent idea. Marvy sees everything that goes on here. Hey, you're Eddie James, right? Right, and you're Marvy. Yeah, it's me. You need a paper, maybe some news? I have a feeling I do. You, um, you look like you have news especially for me. Yeah. Pick up a paper and pretend you're reading it. I don't want anyone to catch on we're talking. This must be big. It could be. I had to come back here real late a couple nights ago. My candy guy's truck broke down mid-schedule. Normally I'd just wait until his next delivery, but I was out of almost everything, so I said I'd come back when he could get here. It was about 10, uh, maybe a little later, when I came in the building. I let Joey in the side door because it's closer to the stand. Anyway, when I went to let him in, I noticed a panel truck just driving away. It was uh, black or maybe dark green. I'd swear there was some old broad driving it. We have cleaning ladies here, but it wasn't one of them. I'm sure of that. There ain't no reason for anyone to be in that alley at night. <laughs> well, no innocent reason anyway, if you get my drift. Yeah, I got it. Did you notice anything else? Uh, there was a picture on the side of the truck. Well, it went by so fast I couldn't see it clear. Could have been a flower, maybe, or a dress. And you're sure it was an old woman? Wow, uh, the news must be something today for you two to be all huddled up like that. What did I miss? A uh, great boxing match from the sounds of it. I thought you said you had to go to the studio. Ha, 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 good memory. I forgot something. Uh, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to make sure I hadn't missed something important. Uh, it was probably important to the guy who won. Uh, good point. <laughs> Carry on. Thanks, Marvy. This could be a big clue. I'll let you know if it pans out. You let me know if you hear anything or see that truck again. You know I will. And thanks for hearing me out. I didn't say anything about the truck to Mr. Marsh. I was afraid he'd chew me out for coming here so late. He doesn't like anyone to be in the building after hours unless it's really necessary, and, well, and I ain't sure he'd have thought what I was doing was necessary. We all have different points of view of what's necessary. If what you saw leads us to the thieves, then it was very necessary. Huh. What? Mrs. Marsh told her husband she had come in to bring him his briefcase. However, it was in her hand when she came out of the elevator. Why wouldn't she leave it with the secretary? <laughs> Good, Eddie James. Oh, I have another question for you. Why was she having such a friendly conversation with Don Herbert, huh? That is a very good question, Marvy. Think I'll leave that one to Mr. Marsh. The break-ins were a smokescreen, a diversion from what was really going on. Nobody steals staplers and threatens worse. They could have done the worst part the first time. So, what was really going on? Was the panel truck Marvy spotted part of the real plan? Or had it just been in the wrong place at the wrong time? I had to think it all over. 
I went for a long drive up the Pacific Coast Highway to do that thinking. It was a nice day for a drive like that. Sun sparkling on the water, spot of color here and there on the sand that were a few brave souls who came out to sunbathe in February. Neither the sun nor the sea gave me any eureka moments, unfortunately. By the time I made it back to Hollywood, the sun had been tucked in bed for hours. Ah, sleep. Sounded good. Maybe the answer would come in my dreams. Eddie, there you are. I was going to give you about another half hour, then I was going to call Wayne and have him send out an APB. I tried calling you at least six times last night. Sorry, I went for a long drive to try and make sense of my case. Didn't work. Did something happen? No, I wish it had. I just got worried when you didn't answer the first couple of times. So, you got a case? I did. A bunch of petty thefts in a building full of lawyers and agents. Not much to go on. Yet. How about you? <sighs> Same. I'm convinced something weird is going on, and I'm sure it has something to do with the sales clerk, but I can't figure out what. I even staked the place out last night, but nothing happened. At least they didn't get broken into again. Any clues at all? I found a flower in the pocket of one of the dresses. Melody, the sales clerk, told me the note to returns, so there's no explanation for why it was there. That's pretty much all I've got. Sounds like maybe that Melody is conducting a little business on the side. Hey, is that this morning's paper? It is. Nasty headlines. A woman was run down in the alley next to the Royal Building. It doesn't sound like an accident to me. What? My case involves the Royal. Does it say who got hit? Yeah, she um, ran the newsstand in the building. Um, Marvie Blaine? Oh, jeez. talked to Marvie yesterday. She'd seen a panel truck in that alley when there shouldn't have been one around. Who saw a panel truck? You're stiff. We need to talk, Lieutenant Hadley, preferably at the crime scene. Uh, sounds like it. I'll head over now. So will I. Seeing a few. Want to come with me? Yes, but I should probably stay here and work on how a dress that supposedly never left a store had a gardenia in its pocket. Hang on. Did you say gardenia? Yeah. Why? This dress. Would you say it was more suitable for, um, an older woman? I would. How did you know? Something Marvie told me. Huh. This is going to sound crazy, but I think our cases are connected. All we have to do is figure out who, how, and why. At least part of the who is the sales clerk and part of the how is the panel truck. Do us both a favor and start that search. Oh, wait a minute. Marvy said the picture on the truck was a flower or a dress. Does modern couture deliver? I don't know, but I'll find out. Melody isn't an old woman, though. Someone around there is. Find out who. For both our sakes. You closed the whole building, Wayne? The tenants must not like that. I had to. The lobby's part of the crime scene, and you can't get to the other floors without going through it. Unless, like Mr. Marsh, you have keys to the back stairs. I wonder who else has those keys. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. So what do you know about this, Eddie? There's been a rash of petty thefts in this building the past few days. 
I was hired to try and catch a thief on the down low, as a lot of the tenants have high-profile clients. Marvy, the victim, mentioned to me yesterday that she happened to see a panel truck parked in the alley late one night. Uh, so you said on the phone. Any description of the panel truck? It was black or dark green and had something painted on the side. She thought it was a flower or maybe a dress. Oh, and an old lady was driving. Any idea what hit Marvy? No, but I wouldn't take bets against a black panel truck. You have any suspects? No, not yet. All I have are anonymous notes wrapped around gardenias and a bunch of upset victims. Get this, though. Susie's working on a case where a dress shop keeps getting broken into and nothing gets stolen. She found a gardenia in the pocket of one of these dresses. She's checking to see if her client has a panel truck. No kidding? But the chances of two random cases being connected... Is pretty high right now, but why? Old lady stealing dresses to break into an office building? Ah, that doesn't make any sense. <sighs> None of this makes any sense. You're just missing a big piece. We find that piece and it'll be as clear as a freshly washed window. Eddie, Modern Couture does have a truck. A black panel truck with an evening gown painted on the side. Well, they did. Mr. Farrow says it's missing. Good work. Those odds just broke even, Wayne. Agreed. We find that truck and we find the murder weapon. Wayne thought we should divide and conquer, and I agreed. He agreed with me that we should wait until dark. So, just as the sun went down, Susie went to Modern Couture, and he and I went to the Royal. I didn't like the idea of Susie going alone, so Wayne had Sergeant Feely go with her. He should have sent the entire force. Think anyone will show up tonight, Susie? I think there's a good chance. Whoever took the truck has been dressing up like an old lady to rob offices, right? A get-up like that would work for sneaking out of town unnoticed, too. As far as he and Melody know, nobody has made the connection between the two of them, so I don't think it's safe to come here. Makes sense to me. What are the chances of them going back to the office building, though? Pretty darn good. Eddie's convinced someone who has something to do with the Royal is involved. The notes left feel personal to him. Good point. <sighs> I wish I had the talent for mystery solving that you two have. I love being a cop, and I really want to become a detective someday. Oh, be patient. You've only been on the job for, what, a year? I've been with Eddie for five years, and this is the first time he let me take a case on by myself. There's a lot to learn with a job, trusting your instincts being on top of that list. I've never been good at patience. I guess that's the first thing I should work on. Couldn't hurt. <laughs> Second thing you should work on? That hungry stomach. That's one heck of a grumble. Sorry. Lieutenant Hadley sent me out to meet you just as I was about to take my supper break. Figures. There's a burger stand right around the corner. Go get something. Nothing's going to happen for a while. Are you sure? Sure, I'm sure. It's only 8.30. I bet we have another half hour at least before the fun starts. Go, go on. I don't want to hear that growling stomach anymore. It'll start up my own stomach. Okay. I'll be right back with two burgers. Hmm, nice guy. Kind of cute, too. What was that? It must have come from the shop. There's no one else around.
It's Melody. She's taking dresses off a rack. The rack where I found the gardenia. Feely, is that you behind me? Nope. Ugh. I'm glad this is the last time we have to do this. What are you doing? Stopping a snooper. A snooper? I know her. She came in and bought a dress yesterday. What the heck is she doing here now? Is she dead? Peeking in the window, and no, she's not dead. I just knocked her out. We're gonna have to take her with us, Mel. Oh, Leona's not going to like that. Too bad. We can't risk leaving her here. Get going. I'll carry her. Hey! Stop her in the name of the law! Oh, no. Someone just threw Susie in that car. I better call Lieutenant Toot Sweet. Feely felt terrible that he wasn't there when Susie was attacked. The way I see it, it was a good thing he wasn't. Both of them would have been kidnapped if he had been, and I wouldn't have known about it for hours. Feely was able to tell us what happened right away. Wayne and I raced over to the dress shop as soon as he got the call. At first, we didn't think there was anything there to tell us where they went. Then, I noticed my genius partner had left us the clue we needed, a crumpled gardenia petal showdown time. Those darn papers. They have to be here somewhere. I can't leave without them. They're the proof I need that my precious husband is philandering so I can get my divorce. And all of his money. Oh, where could they be? Dawn, it's about time. Who are you carrying? We don't know. We caught her snooping at the dress shop. I didn't think it was safe to leave her there. Well, maybe not, but it sure wasn't smart to bring her here. We're going to have to get rid of her like we did Marvy. What? Oh, no, I don't think we need to do that. Oh, you're not here to think. You're here to do what I tell you. Go trash Dawn's office. We need to make it look like another random robbery. We'll take care of your guest on the way out. Don't touch anything on the shelves. Everything else is okay. They're just fakes anyway. <sighs> Oh, look! The snooper is awake. Awake and mad. I heard what you were saying when we came in. This is all because you want a divorce? Not that it's your business, but it's more than that. Bertram's a bad guy. Leona says he skimmed money from the accounts here, done other stuff. My sister and I are helping her to get him fired as building manager. Once he's taken care of, Leona and I can get married. That doesn't make sense. If he was really embezzling, she could have called the cops. Dressing up like cleaning ladies and stealing office supplies? That says she doesn't have a thing on him. She's just trying to ruin his reputation. She's played you. She only cares about the money. Once she has it, you'll be dumped faster than a match that's burned down too far. She'll probably even do away with Melody. Shut up! Don't say things like that or I'll use this gun on you right now. Leona loves me. She has since the day we met. Look at her expression. That's not love, it's greed. You were told to shut up, girl. Do it. Give me that gun, Don. You're too chicken to actually pull the trigger, but I'm not. Hey! You took the gun. She's telling the truth, isn't she, Leona? You'd really believe a stranger over me? Right now, yes. 
She's right about that look in your eye. You plan to make me the fall guy and take everything for yourself. I'll tell you what. You kill this girl for me and I'll make Melody the fall guy. She's already wanted for Marvy's murder anyway. Or will be as soon as the cops figure out Marvy was hit by the dress shop truck. Melody killed Marvy? No. Leona was driving the truck when it happened. She is right about you, Leona. If you really cared about me, you'd never hurt my sister. Okay, I admit it. I did just use you to get what I wanted, Don. Did you really think a man like you could really have a woman like me? I don't need you anymore, so you're going to have to go too. Now, who'll get it first? Well, I think it'll be the Snoop. Susie! Are you okay? Eddie, I've never been so glad to see you. I'm fine, thanks to you. That woman is the hit-and-run driver and the one behind all of your thefts. That's one of her accomplices. The other one, Melody, is in Dawn's office making it look like there was another robbery. Yeah, we know. We heard the whole thing. We got here just after you did, thanks to the clue you left. Feely, cuff him. Gladly. You guys have the right to remain silent, but if I were you, Mr. Herbert, I'd be waiving that right. I have never been so glad for a 24-hour diner. Coffee at 3 a.m. is the best coffee. Only if you want to stay up. Me, I'm going to bed as soon as we're done here. This was one wacky case. I'm so sorry I wasn't there for you when you needed me, Susie. I feel just awful about it. Oh, forget it, Danny. You couldn't have known they'd show up like that. I know I didn't. That's why I sent you out. Like you said, wacky. I agree. That was one of your wilder cases for sure, Eddie. A gang dressing up like cleaning ladies to ruin a man's life and earn a divorce for his greedy wife. And the dresses were the center of another of your cases. Yeah, my case. My first case. And boy, did I screw that up. No, you didn't. Not at all. But I got myself kidnapped. You had the presence of mind to leave a clue that you knew I'd understand. There aren't a lot of people who could have done that, not even experienced detectives. I'm pretty proud of you. I'm proud of you, too. Mr. Farrow, what are you doing here? I was called into the police station to identify my dresses, and they told me where to find you. I can't thank you enough for solving my little mystery. I never, ever would have guessed my own employee was behind it all. My ex-employee, that is. You risked your life for me. That heroism deserves something special. Here. This is my very latest creation in my evening wear line. Thanks, Mr. Farrow. It's gorgeous. I've always wanted a gold dress. You're most welcome. I'll also be giving you more business. Melody's replacement will have to go through a background check before I hire her, and you're the one I want to do it. Good night, everyone. There you go. Proof positive you're good. I've never gotten a gold dress as a thank you. Gee, that's too bad. It would bring out your eyes. Yeah, my fist will bring out yours in black and blue. (laughs) They sound like brothers. Are they always like that, Susie? They sure are. And I, for one, love every minute of it. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Case Files of Eddie James, brought to you by Bizzo Soap the versatile soap that can't be beat for dishes, 
gets your white laundry sparkling white, and yet is gentle enough for washing your hands and face. One soap for so many uses, which saves the savvy housewife time and money. Bizzo Soap, for the Bizzo Busy Woman. Tonight's cast included Lauren Baumbauer, Val Coons, Max Levine, Mike Luce, Richard Tatum, Rachel Wasserman, and Keith Wright. Story by Val Coons. Sound patterns by Val Coons. This has been a Q Footsteps production. <coughs> we didn't miss a single line. It was so weird. She wobbled a lot, but it wasn't ba the beat ba 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 to be. Heidi, Heidi, ho. Heidi, Heidi, hi. Who exactly? I was just thinking that. Up in the mountains of Austria, we have Heidi Ho. Not me to mall the four for you two. Who exactly? I was just thinking that. I understand. It's when you drink and do the drugs and you take it too big a hit off of the marijuana plant and then suddenly it's tomorrow and you forget your name. Well, <clears throat> could mean I'm shooting snot out of my nose. Ew. Use your tie. No one will notice.